Welcome to the Out of State Birds Podcast. I'm your co-host Jabal with these other lovely co-hosts who are going to introduce themselves. Uh, I'm Juan Forno. I was the dude that forgot to hit record, so now we were going through this a second time. Uh, I'm Jesse Geddes. I'm the guy who made a really good Aaron Hernandez joke that was not recorded, thankfully. It's gone. <laughs> You'll never know. <laughs> not to spoil it, but we were talking about Jason Kelsey retiring. It's a sad day for Birds fans, and Jesse made it sadder by bringing up murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's it is sad he's sad but he'll make he'll make plenty of podcast money and spend the rest of his life with his uh two baby girls and his wife yeah it, you, it's not sad that guy's doing his best yeah, yeah. yeah yeah he's 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 living the dream as you say i think he's gonna I, I think he's gonna enjoy retirement i also think he's gonna be around the facility i think he loves philly so much Obviously, uh, um, his wife there is also, she grew up a Philly fan. She's from Philly. Uh, I don't see them leaving the city. I don't see him not being around the facility. Um, maybe in an advisory role to Jeffrey Lurie, maybe as a special assistant to the coaches working you know, with Jeff maybe a, uh Maybe a defensive coordinator. Who, who knows? Maybe a fucking defensive <laughs> coordinator. Could, couldn't be worse. <laughs> give it a shot. You know what I mean? Give it a shot. You might know. We're just handing DC titles to whever nowadays. So, so does he just like have two pencils behind the ear, Matt? Like Dr. <laughs> Patricia? I think yes. so. I think he's Matt gonna have Let me let me ask you guys this. Uh and and obviously we'll we'll talk more about Jason and, and the great things he's done with his career. But what was more disappointing or what was more of a dumpster fire. Matt Patricia as a defensive coordinator with the Eagles or Matt Patricia as an offensive coordinator with the Patriots? Or as a head coach with the Lions? Dude, I think Matt Patricia, <laughs> I just don't like him. As soon as we signed him, I was like, what? I remember thinking, I was like, this guy? Uh, him and Slay hate each other. That's true. I feel, like, I feel like he's like the boyfriend of like one of your friends and you're just like, oh, this guy's such a douchebag, but I gotta be nice to him. Yeah, 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 and also he has a pencil that he uses, but his play sheet is laminated. <laughs> what are we doing? You know, like what are immediately we doing? Like, get my man a marker. Get him a marker. I don't think Sirianni ever asked him like what's with the pencil. So someone had to. Someone over the last twenty years has had to ask this man why a pencil. <laughs> and I'm sure he's got some nineteen. 19- uh, 70s answer for it, but some kind of real man answer for why he has a pencil. It is crazy how you go from 10 and 1 to then 10 and 3 having two bad performances against two really, really good teams. Dude, I think we changed dis- defensive coordinators like on a whim. Like we felt we had a little bit of trouble, then we changed defensive coordinators, and then it, it didn't went to shit. You know, it was too much That's panic. It, it was shit. way too much panic. Yeah. It was way too late in the season to be doing that shit. I mean, I don't know we why were that was uh, sassy there, but uh, we were ten and one with what's his name, DeSassy? We were ten and one with him as the oh, yeah. coordinator. Ten and one, man. And you know, we it's did. like okay, you dropped two, and like they they weren't good games, but yeah. you dropped two to two of the best teams in the entire league, not just the NFC, right? It's not like they were losing to these scrubs like they did at the back half of the yeah. season. They lost to Dallas and San Francisco, two top contenders, um, and then they panicked, and it it was a bad, bad move. Fuck Who it. knows? Maybe uh, maybe Belichick would be our defensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah. I, 
I mean, I would take it, but there's no way Belichick yeah, is is wins not. away from the record for head coaches. He's not taking a fucking quarter. What if he's just like, Ed's too much work. I just want to, I just want to do defense. Has I, I, let me sell it to him. Has we'll, give you, we'll give it a second on the Falcons. Oh yeah. I, He's gonna need like three, four seasons to get those fifteen wins down there, man. Yo, I heard he, I heard he had like an eight-hour meeting with the Falcons. I was like, just sign him, dude. <laughs> what do you that's need cool. to ask him? That's you way know. too long. He was totally. He knew what he was doing. He went on Arthur Blank's yacht for eight hours. He was just getting more ring cam footage. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know like, oh, who's like interviewing it. who in these oh, yeah. interviews. Oh, true. I think he's interviewing the team. He like, what y'all got over here? Atlanta's ready to give him a blank check. They don't even have a quarterback or any idea how to use their top 10 offensive picks with Ted Robbins. Yeah, with that day, they they uh but they they didn't tell us Bijan was sick or something. Oh yeah, my fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, bro, you could have let us know he was questionable. (laughs) Yeah. What the heck? Oh, that's, well, that's on you for drafting a rookie. Would Belichick even do the GM roll down in Atlanta too? Oh, I he's think gonna it's like Atlanta. Control, yeah, I think. yeah, I think he's gonna want full power. Yeah, he's come I, in like a new dictator. And I know a lot of people are like mocking him to the Eagles. I think there is a lot of people that think he's gonna go to Philly. How he's safe. There's yeah. no discussion about Howie right now. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Howie or Nick are going anywhere. <laughs> I just think uh, the coordinators, which I don't know, you guys have any suggestions on who's going to be a new coordinator? I, I I don't follow coordinator markets. I've never followed it. I don't know what's going on. You know, a little bit. Like, I think I think our current offensive coordinator could be the answer. I don't – the only thing that worries me is they didn't make adjustments. Mm-hmm. True. It was no secret how defenses were trying to beat them. It was very, We said last week, Todd Bowles is going to blitz the shit out of them. And then, sure enough, I mean, so much so that they ended up with a fucking safety. Like, that just shouldn't happen when you're paying a quarterback $55 million a year and you have the offensive line that we have. Um, If I'm not mistaken, it was a three-man rush as well to make matters worse. Like, it's just, that's not good enough. So, um, if Sirianni's sticking around, I think the OC has to go. Um, Even if it wasn't his fault, you got to, somebody's got to pay the price for what Yeah, I think Sirianni's going to let them both go. Like to show that he's in control of the team or something. Do you guys see any actions? Yeah, do you see any similarities to when Doug Peterson got let go? I was kind of blindsided by that one. I'm not gonna lie. Because he was one two Bowl. years after the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, and uh I mean Cincinnati had him right there. He mm-hmm. benched he benched Jalen or whatever. Well he benched well, he benched, benched somebody for somebody. Bench Wentz. Yeah, he benched Wentz. injury guarantee. And then, and then and then bench Jalen for Minshew or something. It was, <laughs> just so we can lose that game. You know, <laughs> it's funny. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, it was the, fuck, it was that third string that was around for forever. Nate Snates, uh something, I think it was Sudfeld. Sudfeld, yeah, yeah. Or was it Ian Book? I forget which quarterback factory we're supposed to be running here. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. No, it what was Nate Sudfeld for sure. Yeah. What happened to that? Ian Book was in preseason this year and got outperformed by Tanner McKee, that sixth-round pick. Those six-rounders, they'll sneak up on you. I think Kelsey was a six-rounder, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think so. It's six rounds. Six or seven. So, you know. Well, And that's why Howie's safe no matter what. If you can get a first-rounder for Sam Bradford, yeah. <laughs> you stick yeah. around. Honestly, I think one of um, Howie's best moves was trading up to get Jordan Mailata. 
Mm-hmm. You know, uh, kid that they, never played call football. the Titans. Hey, well, yeah. he's good over there. You get still good over there. <laughs> I saw him run through some motherfuckers' notepads on. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. should we re- should we revisit our predictions from last week? What was mine was so, wrong. Yeah, I think I did a like a 12 to 9 and then I was like, nah, 42 10, but I didn't realize it was gonna go the other way. <laughs> <laughs> For the wrong thing. I think we were all lying to ourselves a little bit. I wanted to believe, but I think we all knew where it was headed. Yeah, I was just trying to give it some hope, but it yeah, it didn't happen. And after watching the cowboy game. I knew it was a wrap for us. I, I was like, because my brother's a Cowboy fan. So, of course, I'm like, we're giggling, laughing at him. And the whole time, I'm like, tomorrow's my day. I'm like, yeah. tomorrow's going to be you just, you're, you're tempering the shit talk a bit. Just yeah, like, I you're like, like I got to go let, a little bit. I was, I was thinking of my brother, like, you also got a chance. Only up 26 points. Like, yeah. 27 on that half. Oh, but what do you guys, Who do you guys think is most to blame? Uh, for the Cowboys' disappointing loss, and who's most to blame for the Eagles' disappointing loss in the playoff? For the Cowboys, it's got to be uh, probably Dak, honestly. And uh, who's that? Micah Parsons. Only because Micah's always on TV getting like the – he's like, you know, the leader of the defense or whatever. And like, mm-hmm. Where were you, Doc? Like, <laughs> what were you? Where was Dak when it mattered? Not in the second half, in the first half. And when I it mean- comes to the Eagles, everybody's at fault. All right, everybody <laughs> – and nobody down to the waterboard. All of y'all, it was wrong from get, from the jump. It seemed like the Eagles just could not get anything going the whole game. Uh, there's times where I'll watch games and I'll be like, okay, like there's a good play. Like there's a big play. Like now we're going to get some momentum. There was one big play and then nothing the entire game. Yeah, I think the, we... I think oh, the Eagles offensive game plan was Devontae Smith is downfield. Let's check it up and hope for the best. And that's all we got. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and it was, you know, you running these streaks to beat the blitz, but no hot routes, no underneath shit to, to Goddard. Couldn't get Goddard going. Um, mm-hmm. It did not appear as though they wanted to be there at all. None of them. None of them wanted to be there. No. And a game can, can't can't run the ball twice then let high-end talent receivers bail us out. You know what I mean? Like, which is, let's be honest, that's been our game plan all year. It's been like, we're running the ball twice or a couple times if we get a good amount of that or even if we don't Jalen gets seven yards or he doesn't uh drop back throw to brown or Devontae for 12 yards you know what i mean like how many third and 11s did we do this year when that was that's the whole scheme there's no trickery there's no, no like tyke hill running getting the head start kind of plays it's all just none Devontae and Brown get open, Jalen sling the ball or run it six yards. Like, but the crazy thing too is like they didn't even utilize Brown and you know those third and mediums, third and shorts, uh, where this guy built a career running slants over the middle like this. Yeah, nothing over the middle. And uh, I understand you want player longevity, and that's where you can get lit the fuck up. But you can't eliminate in between the hashes completely out of your offense. That's crazy. There's sure. no work, man. Do you think that they'll maybe go third wide receiver or another tight end so they can kind of expose the middle of the field a bit more? Or I don't know how much more you can improve the offense from a personnel standpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, this is true. One say, we have Goddard still. You got Goddard. You have two number one receivers in my books. I think if AJ Brown is not taking the majority of the targets. Devontae Smith is a 1,500-plus-yard guy. There's not a lot of upgrades to be made on offense. You could make an argument about the running back because DeAndre Swift is a free agent. Who knows if 
he's coming back. I would guess not. I think he priced himself out much like Miles Sanders did last year. I think this is kind of what the running back position is going to be. Uh, you know, go draft a third round pick. So we got him for cheap for a couple of years or, you know, find that veteran that maybe doesn't have a home that can run behind this offensive line, you know? I mean, you can also get a running back in the fifth round of the draft to put up 900 yards for you too. Yeah, this yeah. is true. Yeah, yeah. We'll get a bruiser like Pacheco in like the late six, seven round. Like it can't happen. Yeah. Pacheco right. runs like the kid who's excited to get out to recess. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, no way. It's just like... so funny. He's, I love Pacheco, man. It's, you always, I hate that too. When you like, fuck, why didn't we draft that guy? We had so yeah. many chances to draft yeah. that guy. Oh, Justin Jefferson. Oh, oh that one's a whole different. Oh, dude, I, I, think, just... I think our wounds are too fresh to discuss the Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I just remember being like, he dropped us? Amazing. Who the hell is Nelson? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, the you. I was like, oh. Fucking TCU had a losing record that year, and I think he didn't well, put seven hundred yards. That was the other guy. Oh my gosh, that was brutal. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> brutal. Uh, anyway, who who are we talk about? Who we blame the most? I blame Matt Patricia the most because I I don't like his pencil. <laughs> like if the D could get a three and out. Right, then the Eagles could actually build something, get ahead of steam going. But or maybe the secondary. I don't know. I, it's, it's the secondary is so bad. Like what, dude? Every time, every time I saw a big play in that game, it was like, oh, it had to be Bradbury, and then sure shit is is Bradbury every fucking time. What's a tackle? I they had they had me studying you know, philosophy. I didn't know what a tackle so was. Many he had no idea. tackles. Dude, it was brutal. It was. I never. The uh, announcers were stunned. I've never seen the announcers say mo- seven plays in a row. Another <laughs> broken tackle. Like what? <laughs> that is not even like. It's not even dudes. It wasn't Mike Evans. It wasn't Chris Godwin. Yeah, it was just, fucking just Kate Otten. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was the Parker kid. It's, it's sad, man. Like I don't know how you go from second team All Pro to the very next year being the worst DB. Starting Eli Apple look great, you know. What Dude, I mean? Eli <laughs> Apple would have looked great opposite yeah. of fucking James Bradbury. I'm just saying. Do you think it was mainly just teams figured out Sirianni's scheme on offense? I think that's than... precisely what happened, and he was too stubborn to adapt because yeah, he adapt. it worked for him last year. He's like, oh, it worked. Yeah. It's gonna work if we stick with it, and. <laughs> Because that's also what happens when you have a freak athlete of a quarterback. Sometimes I feel like they can rely on that athleticism too much instead of scheming up things to actually open up the rest of the offense. It was what they did with Josh Allen a few years ago. They're like, we're just going to have him run it if he can't throw it. And he was getting like 60, 70% of the team's yards. Yeah, yeah. I can see that's what we try to make Jalen do. I can definitely see that. But Jalen's, I mean, as much as he could do that Josh Allen stuff, I feel like he's too level-headed to want to really do that. I think he wants mm-hmm. to be in an offense that works the way a typical offense works. You know what I mean? Where he doesn't have to run five yards a, a down, you know, <laughs> or like a yeah. drive or a set of downs. Like what? And I think that's my takeaway too, is Jalen Hurst does not strike me as the kind of guy. And obviously I don't know him personally, but he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that really cares about his individual stats. Like he could throw for 115 yards in a game. And if they win, I think he's going to be cool. I think yeah. it's going to be, you know, fun. It's fine. If we, we could have got 200 yards rushing, yeah, he would have been fine with not getting laid out every third play. Yeah. So I, I think there needs to be a central focus on what the offense looks like. I think they need to be aware that people are going to scheme to blitz Jalen Hurts to hope 
he makes mistakes. And and to be fair, I don't think Jalen was uh, a huge issue in that game. His counting stats were not bad. Obviously, the safety was unacceptable, but the coaches got to put them in better positions to succeed. Yeah. Bottom line, better, yeah, just better, better plays, better scheming, and let's not be scared to give them normal dropbacks. Just a normal drop, you hit the, you know, one, two, three, throw the ball. What's yeah, like you know what I mean? What's we got all these like tricky, um, what do they call it? The not the running gun, but like the thing with RPOs. RPOs. The RPOs, yeah, dude. I'm sick of RPOs. I'm I'm over. Well, I'm considering they got two penalties on screen plays because of offensive linemen downfield, like obviously those plays are pretty low re- low reward, high risk. Yeah, I feel like if they did a lot, a lot more from under center, they could do kind of like what McVay and Shanahan do, where you got to get the run going. But if you make it look like it's a run play, you're going to be able to confuse them, and then it also gives Jalen Hurts the excuse to get out of the pocket on those bootlegs and stuff like that. And similar yeah. to like Russell Wilson, but he's got the arm talent to make all those throws. I think I think the RPO stopped working because nobody <clears throat> thought of Jalen as a running threat this year. Um, for whatever reason that is, whether it was the knee, whether it was the contract, whether it was the coaching saying, Hey, we're not going to put you in harm's way. Um, it, it eliminates an aspect of the RPO and then it's just, okay, well, we're not, you know, reading the defensive end, whether he's keying on the quarterback or running back. And now that that's taken away, they can just key on that running back, crash on that running back and then play man to man and hope for the best. If they send enough guys, I mean. It is yeah. not that hard to beat them right now, obviously. True. True. Just it, well, it all can just be that RPO, man. Like <laughs> just, you gotta have more than that. Well, and they're useless if you're not actually running the ball, because then you don't have the threat of the run. You're just yeah. wasting two seconds of people swarming the line because they know you're gonna throw it anyway. Play action doesn't work if you don't actually run the ball ever. Mm-hmm. True. But I, but I feel like that's been a problem with the Eagles for most of my fandom ever since 2000 is that we love to pass the ball. We Even when Andy was here, we just be passing the ball and passing it. And you're like, yo, we're going to run it? It's such a hypocritical philosophy to be like, oh, we're going to build in the trenches and we want to have the best offensive line and we have the best offensive line coach. But also let's not run the ball despite the fact that we can rack up 200 plus yards on the ground every game at will, like they showed last year. Yeah. I don't know why they got away from that. Obviously we speculated last week that maybe they were just trying to get swift to stay healthy throughout the entire season, but now you're in the playoffs and there's no excuse. And you know, he ran all over Tampa Bay in week three and then use them. Why, why does he have 10 carries, you know? Yeah. The beginning of the game, two straight run plays, I think. Yeah. Nothing. And also Baker played yeah, lights Baker's out. Baker's good. I've been telling people Baker was good, man. Bro, especially when that. he's got Mike Evans. I've always liked Thank him. God, <laughs> Baker played yeah. good because he played Philly's defensive backs. <laughs> That's the only yeah. reason he looked good. Like a fiddle, dude. <laughs> Detroit is gonna pump Tampa Bay this week for sure. The only reason Baker Mayfield looked as good as he did is because of who he was playing and the dysfunction. Mm-hmm on that defense. That's my opinion. There's a reason he's on his third team in three years, four, four teams, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Cause yeah. he spent those couple of weeks with the Rams there. I think, I think Baker is like, he's one of the worst of the good quarterbacks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, like you know fringe I mean? top 15 guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's, he's good, but like, he's not gonna, I don't, I don't think he's gonna win no Super Bowl or nothing like that on his own. You know I don't think I mean? he should have been able to do what he did to the Eagles. 
I mean, with the defense I've been watching the last month, I was not sure. You know how he's like, yeah, 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 100%. And then they also, on top of all that, they stopped tackling. Like, on top of it being bad, they just refused. They were, like, out here tackling, like, with their arms behind their back. And stuff, you know what I mean? And the Bucks didn't play clean, man. There was a lot of drop passes by the Buccaneers. It could have been so much worse had Mike. Unlike the, yeah, unlike the Cowboys, we were in the game for most of it. Yeah, games. we were right there until the end. So it was a one possession game until he got that safety in the fourth quarter. You know, it was one touchdown. He was right there. So. But isn't it that the Bucks were the only ones to defend the tush push, the brotherly shove twice? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So they, they figured something out. And having Vita Bea helps. It, you just know that it's just not your year when your secret play doesn't work twice. Like you're yeah. out of your, you're out of your superpower. You need to get some more gamma rays, whatever it is. It just yeah. it was not going to happen. The second that they blew that tush push or brotherly shove, whatever you want to call it. I knew that was it. If we could, yeah. it, it, the juju was bad, man. If we couldn't do our 92% play. That was uh, the, uh, that was the core memory where you're like, Oh, this is going to be a bad game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's switch it up a little positive. Uh, Brandon Graham, after the game, was interviewed, uh, stated if Philly will have him back, he wants to do his farewell tour this year or next year, uh, much like uh, Kelsey did this year. Uh, thoughts on bringing Brandon Graham back for one more year? I don't, I don't know his stats for this year, but if they're good, sure. But yeah, if, about- we can't, if we can't afford it or like we want to move on younger, we should just we should do it this year with Kelsey. Set him off with Kelsey. Yeah, I think it was like three and a half sacks, uh, maybe seven tackles for loss, 35% of the defensive snaps. Rotational guy, but yeah. also had a sack in the playoff game. This is yeah. true. And that's kind of what Howie does with those older guys too, right? Like he brings them back on the one-year deals at yeah. a salary that kind of recognizes their contributions, has them rotational so they can build up the younger guys. So I definitely think he's going to be back for the next year because he wants to play. So how he will bring him back so he can give him one more year of bringing along the young guys and put him in that rotational spot, similar to how he did with like Chris Long and stuff back when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think you're right too. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, Pro Football Focus had Brandon Graham ranked at like 17th mm-hmm. uh, defensive ends this year. So, you know, as long as he's staying efficient, you know, he doesn't even necessarily have the counting stats. Uh, you need leadership in that locker room and on that defense. Um Especially if a guy like Fletcher Cox is not coming back, we don't know yet. There's not much to signal whether he is or isn't um, like the other guys there. But I-, I hope he's back as long as it's in that rotational role that he's kind of been filling. And good locker room guy. So favorite Jason Kelsey memory? The Super Bowl speech, right? Yeah. Like he's got the the outfit. He's dropping the F-bombs. He's just like, he's happy crying. He's just screaming at everybody. Dog like, mask. Yeah, Kelsey. dog masks. Dog, dog masks, Kelsey. I got to go with Fat Batman last year. Fat Batman. <laughs> As a fat dude with a beard, I got to go with Fat Batman. <laughs> you know, or last week on his podcast, when his, Travis said he was making excuses and he got mad and like got off the podcast. Did y'all see that? You you cut oh, that yeah. so I think it was last week or during this losing stretch. Uh, he was saying why they they lost the game, and then Travis, you know, being his brother, was just like. It was like choo choo. <laughs> Sounds like the excuse train. And then, <laughs> he walked out. He got mad. Jason was like, "Fuck this, I'm out." Yeah, it's one thing for someone to talk shit about you losing a game. It's one thing for your brother to do it, who yeah. won his game, <laughs> who beat you at the Super Bowl. Like he'll always, you got to retire now, knowing that your brother has two Super Bowls. You have one, 
and he took one one of those two balls he took from you. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, like that sucks. I'm not having Thanksgiving with him or Taylor Swift <laughs> forever. <laughs> I think my favorite Jason Kelsey thing is knowing that that is going to be the best man at Taylor Swift's wedding. Like that's <laughs> that's the dude up there in the wedding party. I mean, he was voted one of the sexiest men alive. Top five. I had hired his brother, I believe. That's a win for fat bearded Batman everywhere. But also, <laughs> look like Taylor got the wrong boyfriend. Is what I'm saying, right? <laughs> like, I feel like they put Travis on there and be like, well, we can't put him. We, we got Jason. We got to put his little brother. It's like, you got to take your little brother to the mall. They're like, you got to take your little brother to the sexiest man alive. Yeah. Travis, Travis got the participation trophy for sexiest man alive. Yeah. It's like when you call someone sexy, then a little brother or sister's there. And they're like, oh, you too. Yeah. You're, you, you're, you're just as attractive as his person. You handsome little fella, you. you what, Chris Evans is your brother? Of course you're Taylor attractive Swift. too. But is Chris Evans here? <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you guys feel like we need to change our defensive philosophy and not spending on linebackers? We need to do that. Oh, okay. We don't have to do that if we can find safeties that work in the scheme that works. If if that can happen, then do that. If not, then yeah, I wouldn't mind a linebacker. You know, <laughs> wouldn't mind. Well, well, maybe a hard hitting safety if those still exist. I don't know if they can with the rules, but yeah. What happened to Brian? Fun. What happened to the Brian Dawkins types of guys? You I know what I mean? Brown is not that far off, man. Cindy Brown and light a motherfucker up. That's what I want. I want more of that. You know what I mean? Just... If you think of the years, the one where we won the Super Bowl, we had Malcolm Jenkins. The year we went to the Super Bowl last year, we had C.J. Gardner. Like, you need a quality safety who can kind of be like the Swiss Army knife to go all around the place to fill in the holes. Yeah. Like, Cindy Brown's good, but he's a rookie. They're not putting him in those positions to, to fill the gaps in the holes where others aren't to play like the nickel linebacker or cover the corners that are injured and take on the number one receivers. So I also, also we got to get them sacks. You know what I mean? Like uh, we did not get the sacks this year. Yeah. So, sorry. Go for it. No, I, I thought I was going to say, I think the Jesse is right. Uh, both of you, to be honest with you, you know, not getting the same kind of pressure from the the line, but also uh, putting Sidney Brown in a position to not succeed. You know, they had him in the slot covering these, you know, quicker slot receivers and his, his game is tackling, man. And it, and it showed him not being on the field against Tampa Bay. He's a great tackler. And I think he's going to continue to progress. Hopefully the ACL injury doesn't hold him back next year. Uh, probably not going to get him until week five or, or longer. I, I don't know, man. I, I think with the contract that TJ Edwards signed in Chicago, he should still be an Eagle based mm-hmm. off of what we saw this year. I mean, we got to get what happened to Nolan Smith. Is uh that's a linebacker. I would be a linebacker. I guess he's a rookie though. Yeah, was, um, more of a Hassan Reddick type. Was okay, he injured though for the, the playoffs? What's that? Was, was Nolan injured? injured or just they didn't put him in the lineup? No, he played. He played decently actually. He had like half a sack with Fletch. Yeah, he got some pressure. Uh there was the one play he kind of had the running back about 10 yards deep and the running back went around him and then just nobody else was there. <laughs> Was it uh, Dean? Was he hurt? I guess he Nicole was. Dean's out, yeah. Nicole yeah, Dean's okay. out. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, we got some young, you know, defensive talent, so I guess this wasn't the year for them all with the injuries and yeah, being young. It felt like burnout. Once they got past the 11 games, like, it just felt like they were just, like, maybe expecting it to be easier, and then just nothing was coming together. They just couldn't overcome whatever 
was setting them off, whether it was play calling or just not trusting the coaches, whatever it was, it just didn't feel like they were in the games at all. Even the one they won, it felt like we were like, ugh, that shit yeah. been a loss. Yeah, like all of them, like, I was, I was like, yeah, it's like one of those games you win when you're like still mad. You're like, you won. Yeah. You're like, man, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> Um, all right, to wrap it up, I'm just going to run through offense, defense uh, for the people that could potentially have their status changed with the team. Uh, Jamal, go first, and then Jesse. Just stay or go. Nothing more. Stay or go. Uh, AJ Brown, stay, stay or go. Stay. Stay. You don't think there's any issues with his personality in the locker room? Nah, I mean, that's just, that's what every every receiver is like that. I don't know one. Stephon Diggs receiver who don't, traded, don't do that. Like, if you're putting up yards, you don't get traded. Yeah, I think the only receiver to... AJ Brown was like the that. case where he did get traded. Yeah, it's got to I mean, be Larry Fitzgerald's only receiver who's that good, who never complained ever, I think, even though he probably complained at one point. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's part of being a receiver. You're a diva. It's like, yeah, whatever. Fair enough. Uh, this one should be easy. Devontae Smith extension eligible, yes or no? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, he's he's pretty durable for, you know, the size and everything like that. Yeah. He's only missed he's one game. The entire game, that loss. But, yeah, definitely bring him back. Uh, mm-hmm. Cam Jurgen sliding over to center, yes or no? Uh, I say yes. I think this was yeah. our – original plan with them because we didn't know when Kelsey would retire. So mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah, I think there's not gonna be it. a better option available. So I think yeah. You know, that's your best option. You go for it. Uh Tyler Steen at right guard, third round rookie this previous year. I don't know much about guards, so keep them. I feel like they, <laughs> they hang on to offensive linemen yeah. just for the day. Well, our linemen was good. We were good. So anyone yeah. I want to stay, they can all stay if you ask me. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, who do you guys think plays uh, third wide receiver for the Eagles next year? Do you think it's Olamide Zacchaeus? Do you think it's somebody like Quest Watkins? Do you think they draft a guy? Do you think they bring in a Tyler Boyd? Who do you think plays that third wide receiver position next year? I would like it if we drafted a guy to save money in like the second. Or, I don't know what our draft picks, but not like a first or second. There's some fast guy because all you need if you have if you have everyone healthy, you got Brown Smith on one side and you got are tied in on one side. All you need is someone to blow the top off, just a speed threat to go anywhere in the field. So they have to go with them. And then you got to have some kind of hands. It can't be stone hands, Aguilar. It's got to be a guy <laughs> who they know can at least catch the ball. You know? <laughs> Once a year, I watch that video of the guy who caught the kid out of the fire. <laughs> He's like, I ain't Aguilar dropping that baby. <laughs> I've showed that to people who don't even like sports and I have to oh, set no. up everything. I'm like, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I feel like they'll draft a receiver if they have AJ Brown on a big contract and then they extend Devontae Smith. They got to go draft so they can build other places in the lineup. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I got to agree with you guys. I do know the Eagles have two second round draft picks. I do know that this uh, class is deep in receivers. So there might be an absolute dude ready there at the second uh, round. Um, I personally want to see a slot receiver with good hands, man. Um, You know, good route running, good hands. It doesn't necessarily have to be a fast guy. You know, if they go that route, you can keep Quez Watkins on as a fourth deep threat. Um, Quez Watkins as a fourth receiver, I'm not – it's fine. He's going to come cheap. There's nothing wrong with that at a fourth wide receiver spot. I know everybody says he could probably use a change of scenery or he's just not the dude, but at a fourth wide receiver, I'm okay with it. Uh, Moving to the defensive side of the ball, Reed Blankenship, stay or go? Go. Go. Yeah. 
I, I, just, wow. I, I won't be racist, but white safeties in the corners. This doesn't make this doesn't make any sense to me. I, just, <laughs> I, I don't. Bro played well. He looked. He, I, I know he did play yeah, well. Compared to the, the rest of the the yeah. secondary, but I mean, like I said, like you want that safety that's going to be basically the quarterback of the back end there. Like I don't see Blankenship making these like splash plays or you know, creating turnovers. Yeah, he's a secure tackler, but he's not changing the game. He's not turning the no, ball over. I'm going to say keep him only so he can inspire the next white great cornerback. <laughs> <laughs> um, I say keep him, but only because I think there are more glaring holes on the defense, and I don't think there's going to be obvious solutions to upgrade every position. Um, I think he is a guy that you can rely on to start. And, and be okay. Um, not perfect. Uh, lacks some sort of athleticism, to Jesse's point, not creating the turnovers that, you know, we would like to see kind of like that CJ uh, Gardner-Johnson did last year. So maybe on the opposite end, we can get another safety and then move Sidney Brown into this hybrid, you know, small linebacker coverage dude who just hits hard for a safety. I wouldn't be against that at all. Darius Slay, stay or go? I say trade him. But can we trade him? Is he a free agent or? I think he's signed for one more year. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough to trade. trade him. Yeah, no, he's just put a 30 year old corner. They don't get, they don't get faster. Once the injuries start kicking in for yeah. a corner, especially like unless they maybe move him to safety, like they do with some of those, those guys that are getting up in years that 33. They can't stay the with the young guys. You move them to safety, right? He should be coaching with Deion Sanders. <laughs> I mean, Patrick Peterson was safety for the Steelers, and he had some good interceptions. He was a solid player. Like if you take that corner that maybe gets injured too much, having to play with that number one receiver, you put them on safety. They're not in the the tackles every single time, but he's smart enough that he could run the defense from back there. Do you? Like, I know. Oh, I was like, I know Slay is good enough to covered number ones by himself but if the rest of the team can stop the two to four guys it's like yeah what are we and if i stop i mean like he the number one will catch the ball and slay tackles him that's that's pretty much what he does he doesn't like interrupt them from catching the ball or anything but if they catch it he can tackle him so they can't go any further yeah for me i like i don't hate him as a coverage safety i don't think he's a good enough tackler to make that transition in my opinion um, there may be some recency bias with his tackling, um, but that's you know pretty much the entire Eagles defense. I think Bradbury is very clearly going to get cut. Gotta go. That that's got he's got to retire even at this. Point. Who's gonna who's gonna sign him after what yeah. we saw? Um, it started with the Super Bowl. Started with the Super Bowl, and it's just a downhill for him. It's true, man. Uh, defensive line: Jalen Carter, uh, Jordan Davis are obvious locks to return. Uh, I think Milton Williams is still on his rookie contract, so he's probably locked to return. Josh Wett is locked in long-term. He's a lock to return. One interesting name that may not be a lock to return has one year, 15 million, uh, nothing guaranteed on his current contract. Hassan Reddick uh, stays on his current contract, extension, or is traded or let go. Thoughts? I say we keep him because he hurt yeah. Brock Purdy. <laughs> keep him. <laughs> yeah. It's the only thing we got against Brock Purdy. He's <laughs> we got we got. <laughs> Just, just keep us on for one opponent. <laughs> one I don't even think is on the regular schedule next yeah. year. You just got to do it like Madden, where you trade them right at to the team right after you play them. Yeah. 
um, I hope we don't extend him, to be honest with you. I think it would not be a good use of cap space. Um, if we keep him on his current deal, I'm fine with it. But I think Nolan Smith is going to fill that role just as well. Um, yeah. And I think it's going to be redundant. Why draft Nolan Smith if he planned on keeping Reddick around? Um, I think how he proved this year, you know, having this loyalty to, the, to these old heads on defense is not necessarily play. You know, we put ourselves in a tough cap situation, keeping Slay and Bradbury on. Uh, yeah. And I think we'll be looking at some of the same, uh, keeping Reddick. You know, there's no harm in, in letting him go a year too soon. Uh, I say we trade him in Slay for a young capper. <laughs> young players in capital. I think you could probably trade Slay and uh, Reddick to a team like Cleveland and, and be okay. You know, Cleveland's going to have to move money around with that Watson contract because maybe the worst <laughs> trade in the history of ever. Oh my God. <laughs> ever happened ever. Pretty awful. But, I, uh, I remember, uh, I think it was Mina Kim's, uh, obviously her last name, but. Uh, she made a point. It was like, it's good that he sucks. Because imagine if he was good. It yeah. was like MVP good. And we had to talk about Deshaun Watson like he's <laughs> the best. You know what I mean? It's like, this is the best case scenario. Yeah. Is that he sucks. And then got hurt. Like, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you want pieces of shit to, to scumbaggery. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> not to make matters worse, but Stroud also looks like a fucking dude as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Houston's just like doing chef's kiss every time someone asks them about Deshaun Watson. Like, oh, I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> Let me tell you what we got. Well, imagine, um, imagine the Panthers, though. Imagine being a Panther. Uh, they right messed now. that up, man. Uh, what? We don't even get – that number one pick's not even ours. <laughs> like, that's, that's crazy. Well, and they were talking shit in the draft where they were saying, like, oh, the Texans got the second-best quarterback, and they traded up for Will Anderson, who's having – he had a great game against great game. the Browns. Yeah. Went game. off. Bryce Young played, I think, what, six, seven games? I think he played in all the games. Oh, he played all the games. He was just not good. <laughs> I didn't. It was just bad. Yeah, I don't think there everything was, was bad. To, and then it comes out the coach wanted the other guy. Like, oh, gross. <laughs> all right, let's lock in picks for the weekend and then bounce. Uh, Lions versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I got the Lions because uh, Detroit has suffered enough since the beginning <laughs> of the Super Bowl. I don't know who they pissed off in 1960, whatever. But they that person has finally died. And it's this year the Lions are gonna win it all. This is it. Behind Eminem. They're gonna win it all. I'm calling all right. it. <laughs> I, I think the Lions are gonna win, but also I think if they do make it to the Super Bowl, they should sign Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson to one day contracts and get him in the game. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I love it. Yes. I love it. Uh, an, an important moment of the game too, not like the end. Like yeah, he, they he had to go out there and run. The yard <laughs> oh Barry out there like <laughs> I want to. I want to see Barry Barry Sanders do the tush push with Calvin Johnson in the back pushing him. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, Packers Niners. Uh, Niners. No jokes here. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think the Niners are going to win it, but I feel like Jordan Love is going to keep it close. But I feel like the Packers defense is going to get lit up with all the rushing, especially they let all the rushers go through, and then once you have Christian McCaffrey. He's yeah. gonna dice them. Uh, I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I fucking hate San Francisco, and I love the way Love looks. I'm gonna go Green Bay. Uh, Bills Chiefs, which should be always entertaining. Uh, Bills Chiefs, what do you guys think? 
Listen, we've seen this three times already. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is going to beat him again. Huh? It's we're always an arrowhead, right? So now they're in Buffalo. I feel like the home field advantage is going to even it up. The Bills are not going to, you know, flatline like they did the last few years playing in Kansas City. I think the home field advantage is what's going to push them over the top. I think uh... – the Chiefs are already used to playing in the snow this year since they played in sub-zero temperatures or whatever last week. So they're going to come out and not be phased by this how cold it's going to be in Buffalo. I, I bet you they're going to be like, this, they're, they're going to be like, it's hot today, is what they're going to be like. I'm taking Buffalo. Josh Allen looks too good, and uh, Mahomes doesn't. I'm going Buffalo. Last game of the weekend, Baltimore Ravens versus the Houston Texans. Who you got? I got Lamar winning this, putting, uh, putting the Texans – Dream to an end. <laughs> yeah, go with the home team. Go with the MVP. The Ravens are going to beat them. I, I'm taking Houston. I love the Stroud kid. Maybe I'm a bit of a homer for these young cats like Love and Stroud. Uh, <laughs> but Lamar has not proven to us that he can win in the playoffs, and until I see it, I'm not taking him. So I'm going C.J. Stroud. Any last thoughts from either of you? Uh, it's going to be Ravens versus the Niners, no matter what happens. I'd love to see the Lions be in the Super Bowl, but I feel like it's going to be number one versus number one seed. Uh, I think it's going to be Ravens versus Lions is what, I, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. I, I would love to see Texans Lions. Um, I know that's probably not going to happen. That's not the <laughs> Super Bowl. Uh, I don't think that could happen. I don't think that Jerry Jones is going to let another Texas team. Go <laughs> I don't think he, I don't, he got a choice. I don't know <laughs> how much oil money he's going to spend on the referees to keep Houston out of the Super Bowl. I was going to say, technically, he did do all he could to get another Texan team in there because he just kept Mike McCarthy for another 12-5 and five out in the first round. Do that, man. What can you do? Anyways, uh, one more congratulations on a great career uh, to, to Jason Kelsey, somebody who I've loved watching yeah, over these years. Uh, Go enjoy retirement, man. Uh, as always, I'm Juan Forno. I'll let these guys take us out. Tomorrow, Banyan. I'll see you all next time. Yes, you get us. Have a good one. Go, birds. Go, birds. Go, birds. <laughs>